Okay, so, so first of all, yes, today is for Yishayahu, Ben, Chava, and Ariel. All the women and sons have been for him, in his memory, an eternal Aliyah. And um, also, uh, this past week we lost two tremendous giants in Am Yisrael, two tremendous rabbis and leaders. Of Orbach, the son of Shlomo Zalman Orbach, and Rabbi Yeshua Tsukerman. Uh, I can't call myself a Talmud of his, I'm a Talmud of his Talmudim. And I've uh, been listening to Hespedim pretty much non stop over the past seven days. Uh, tremendous stories, uh, maybe a separate shore for another time. Uh, but in that light, I said, you know what? We'll give, we'll give over some Torah from, from the Tsukerman, who's a uh, one of the Tamidim Uvakim of the Kuk, the Kuk dynasty. And so we thought maybe we'd get into a little bit of discussion about Rosh Hashanah uh, in that light, some debate or a root about Rosh Hashanah. And so the question was, is, what's so special about beginnings, right? What's so special about the start of a new year, the start of a new day, the start of a new week? Now, obviously, our actions, our words, they're always important. Right? There's no one that's greater than the other. We're marked all day. The halachot take us through the entire day. So why, again, do Chazal put such a big emphasis on beginnings? Right? We have a funny mean hagim when we get to Rosh Hashanah. Uh, I think they're funny. But, you know, uh, some people don't sleep on Rosh Hashanah, right? You ever hear that one? You're going to have a sleepy year, right? That's funny, right? Sleep. That's what we were told. You. I gotta sleep. You can't. You can't. Some people don't drink alcoholic beverages. You can have a drunken year. Uh, you have a lot of some people. These are lots and lots and lots of minagim. But you think about them and you say, what's what's pshat? You know, like what what is it really about? And even more than that, like let's think about halacha in general. You open up the shulchan aruch at the beginning. You go through the halachot. So much real estate is given to how we start. What are the first words that come out of our mouth? What's the first step we take when we put our feet on the ground? What's the first action we do? What's the first baggage we put on? Every single thing, what's the first? You have to start with your right foot. You put on your shoes, you put on your shoes. How much? Everything that you talk about is the first. What's so important about the first? So one, one perspective, one example I would give is I just came back two days ago from and one of the nice things that I got to do, maybe the most special thing I got to do, was that it overlapped with my grandfather's Haskara. My grandfather was a, uh, among many things, tremendous, tremendous city, uh, tremendous Tamil Chacham, huge Samua Baltzlik, I should say. But he was by trade a gardener. And I grew up, and every summer we went back to Israel. and. Among the many things I saw him do, he always took care of his garden. He had a beautiful, beautiful garden. His trees, and he had etrog trees, he had all the dalad minim in the backyard, a lot of great things. You ask any gardener, you watch a gardener in his field, he invests a tremendous amount into making that tree come out the way it does. The soil, the planting, the heart, everything he does to bring out a gardener, a farmer. Now, what is he waiting for? He wants to see that first fruit. What's the emphasis? Who cares what the first one? You're going to have dozens of fruit. You might have hundreds of fruit come out. Who cares what the first one is? 
And of course, what will the gardener tell you? Right? If that first fruit is lush, if it's ripe, if it's juicy, it's a siman. That means the rest of the tree is going to be lush and ripe and juicy. And if it's rotten or tasteless or hard, you know, never. We're going to have, this is not a good tree. We're not going to have, what does that mean? The beginning is, is a koteret. It's a, it's a siman. It tells us what's coming. It tells us what, what's ahead. Beginnings have a way of being some type of, of nivu'ah, of sorts, to what is waiting ahead. And so, when you think about why the, why the Allah begins that, when you say to yourself, listen, I'm starting my day. What are the first words that come out of my mouth? So if my first words are, oof, yalla, no, five more minutes, then you'll have an oof day. Right? That's kachaze, kachaze. If you say, wait a second, my first word is modet or moda. My first word is gratitude. It's not about me. It's about Hashem. So recognizing where I come from. If my first word is deep, it's introspective. In fact, the Balatanya says that the whole idea, you know, we always taught his kids that Hashem's name is not a Modani, so we don't have to put on our kippah. But it, the Balatanya says even deeper. It's about getting that first thought before you can even be conscious. You want to try to beat your consciousness by saying Modani. It should be the first possible reality, the Mitzimut, that comes into you. It's already Modani. It's already the gratitude. It's already the Hakarata Tontashen. And so have that question. Do we want a day of apathy, of frustration, of laziness? And do I want a day of courage? A day of chesed? A day of hakarata tov? A day of, how am I setting that tov? And the same goes for the rest of Allah, right? What's the first action? Right? How much emphasis is put on netivat yadayim? Well, what am I doing? I'm going, I'm saying, see these hands? I'm about to start a day. I'm going to do a lot of actions with these hands. I'm going to build. I'm going to mold. I'm going to create. I'm going to take care of children. I'm going to do chesed. I'm going to do a lot of things. I want to make sure that they're pure. I want to make sure that the intent behind these hands and the actions they're going to do are directed in the direction you want them to go, Hashem. I want to make sure that it's not about me. It's not my ego with these hands. I want to make sure that they're nullified towards you. So my first action is Netirat Yadayim. And the Acha is very specific about this. The Acha says, we don't eat before we die. We don't work before we die. You know how tempting it is to look at the phone and make sure I just cleaned out my inbox. I just wanted to make sure that it's still... No, you can't. You can't look at it. Because it's different. Because the way you're going to interact with that person by email when they're the first thing you're doing versus after you said Modei, Versus after you just expressed this very deep gratitude and you were introspective about, wait a second, what's my role here? I'm thinking about Hashem. That's a whole different perspective. That's a whole way of, different way of interacting. Excuse me, of interacting with the world. And of course, this applies to how we begin our year, how we begin our month, we have Rosh Chodesh, how we begin the year, and so on. You think about Modani. Ruf Kuk has a very powerful sefer, many, many powerful stories. One of them is called Olat Re'iyah. It's a sidur. 
And it goes literally word by word. Every word has a paragraph. And it's some of the deepest kavanot you can ever have. And so he starts with every word, modeh. It's a whole ani, every single word. He says, what are the things he says there? We have a lot of names for, for Hashem, correct? We have Adnut, we have Elohim, we have Yudkei Vavkei, we have a lot of names. What's the first one we choose to say in the morning? The first one I need to relate to Hashem in the morning, what's our first Shem Tor? What's our first descriptive for, for Hashem? Right? Modani, Mephanecha, Melech. I start with him as a Melech. That's the first thing I think about. Says with Kuf, the Melech, when I recognize, when I first think of Hashem, and I'm interacting with them, engaging them as my Melech, the goal is that once I recognize that he's a Melech, then I'm also recognizing that there's a Malchut. And if I recognize there's a Malchut, sorry, thank you. <laughs> if I recognize that I have a king, that means that there is a kingdom. And if there's a kingdom, then I have a role in that kingdom. And if I realize that I have a role in that kingdom, then I understand that I have a tafkid in this world. And so by calling him Melech, I'm also reminding myself I have a purpose, I have a meaning in this world as part of his kingdom. So modeh ani, a lot of the rabbis ask, what does it mean modeh ani? What kind of a Hebrew is that? It's ani modeh. You don't say, you say, Ani Ochel, Ani Holech. You don't say, Holech Ani, Ochel, it's God forbid, should a Jew's first word in the day be Ani. God forbid, should I begin my day saying the word Ani. No, we flip it. The first word is Modeh. Once I say Modeh and I'm Ma'amik and I get deeper and deeper in the word of Modeh and what it means to have that gratitude, then I say, I, I understand where the Ani fits in. And it fits in right before I understand the Malchut. Chai Vekayam. It's a beautiful piece there. Chai Vekayam. Right? Those are two opposites. What's Chai? Alive. Spontaneous. Kayam, established. Right? Those are two different sides. One is the spontaneous, the lively. One is the established, the consistent. But how does it end? Rabah emunatecha. What is Rabah emunatecha? Am I establishing my emunah Hashem? Then we'll say emunati. What's emunatecha? Yours. Your emunah. And who? Who's Hashem emunah? Me. I'm part of the malchut. I'm part of the kingdom. I have a role here. I have a purpose. I have a meaning. I have a tafkid. So Hashem's putting the neshama back in me to start my day. All of it is about a message as to my value in this world. And so before I interact with anything in the world, any part of my life, I'm sitting here and I'm establishing a gratitude to Hashem that He believes that His emuna is in me. He believes in me enough to make me part of this malchut. He believes in me enough that He's saying, start your day with thinking about your purpose. Start your day because then you'll have a purposeful day. Start your day thinking about your meaning because then you'll have a meaningful day. Start your day thinking about chesed and you'll have a chesed full day. You want to think about what you want to give your children. You don't go to sleep at night and wonder why didn't I give my children. Think about now, what, what am I going to do at the beginning of the day? Then I'll remember, you know, at 4 o'clock, 
I'm gonna give my children. I'm gonna be home. I'm gonna be here at that time. I'm gonna learn with them. I'm gonna sit with them. But if I went into the into the wheel of the day without having a chance to say modani, then I'm gonna get there at the end of the night. I'm gonna wonder how did that happen again? I just I was just frustrated last night that I didn't spend the time that I needed to spend. Invest the way I need to invest. Missed out on more opportunities to fulfill my purpose, to fulfill my meaning. weeks, if you look at your Kedav uh, Mekorot, which by the way, at the end of it, Bar Torah, what does the Pasuk we say? Often, Bichanania ben Akashim Omer, Atzah Kadosh Baruch Hu, Lezakot et Yisrael Hashem, wanted to give us chuyot, wanted to give us a lot of uh, merit. Right? So what did he do? Lefichach, Hirbal lahem Torah and Mitzvot. Who did he give us? Torah and Mitzvot. So the joke that they always say in the Shiva is, you want, you want to give me merit Hashem? Get rid of the Mitzvot. <laughs> You want me to move on? The mitzvah are the reason I keep following. <laughs> I don't need, I mean, take away, there's too many mitzvah. He says, no, no, no. The book says that you're missing the point. Rabbi Greenfeld, he was, he's the head of school. He had principles, he had assistant principles. If he ever wanted to give a message to a principal that things aren't looking so good, what's the best way to do it? Don't give them any work. Because what are you telling them? I don't trust you. I don't think you're going to carry it out right. But if he wants to say to a principal, man, do I believe in you. You are a star. What's he going to do? Naturally, he's going to be giving him a lot of work. He's going to give him a lot of responsibilities. He has a big initiative. I need you to take it. I need you to run with it. I have another initiative. I'm going to keep giving it to you because everything I give you, you do a great job with. Right? There's an accountability. We have 613 initiatives. We have 613 mitzvot. The fichach here, Balaam Thomas I'm saying... I believe in you. There's a tremendous accountability that you have. There's a lot of responsibility. These are opportunities. But that's Hashem saying, there's an emuna in you. Right? Hashem has a tremendous emuna in how we're going to start. In, in two weeks, in Parashat Kitavo, if you look at the third Mekor, we have a beautiful uh, bracha. It's a bracha we say in Rosh Hashanah. Hashem When do we say that? We probably have a lot of different minagim here. You're telling anybody have a different minag? We eat a A head of a fish, head of a sheep. We eat a lot of heads. And we say what? What's the bracha we say? We say nice blessing. You should be le rosh velo le zanab. Okay. Should be a head and not a tail. What does a cook say? Le rosh velo le zanab. To be a head and not a tail. This means to be a leader and not a follower. But not in the superficial sense. Not in like be the captain of the basketball team. In your own domain. In each of our own domains. Are we leaders or are we followers? Are we leading our yetzalim, our inclinations, our inner struggles, or are we being dragged? Am I in control of my morning? Am I in control of the words that come out of my mouth? Am I in control of whatever challenges I'm facing? Or am I following? Or am I being dragged to the fridge and to the snack bar and to everything else? Right? Am I a leader? Or am I following? The bracha being a rosh and not as a nav is within, you know, it says in Mishleh Tov, Moshel Beruchom Yilochet Gil. What does that mean, Tov Moshel? It is a bigger sign of a gibol, the Moshel Beruchom, to be in charge of your own Yetzarim, of your own 
inclinations, than to be somebody who can take down a whole city. Right? Courage is not about going with your big muscles and taking down a whole city. You want to be a real gibor? Be somebody who's moshel belucho. Be somebody who's in, in charge of himself, who's leading himself. That word rosh, as you see, is a theme in all of Torah. It's telling you how are you beginning. The beginnings tell you a lot. We have a very unique way of starting a year with our Rosh Hashanah. How do we start a year? How does Am Yisrael start a year? Cooking. <laughs> Cleaning. Yes, you shouldn't do it because that's a siman. You're going to be cooking all year. <laughs> yes. Actually works. Yes. <laughs> it's it's been doing this for years. <laughs> Part of the plan. We start with Shuva, with Slichot, with Rosh Hashanah, Aseret Yemei Shuva, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Shmini Atzeret, Simchat. This is how we start a year. We start a Jewish year. We start with Rachamim, with Ahava, with Slicha, with Kapara. It never ending. That's how we start a year. You think about uh, uh, kings. We have a, a vision of kings. I think of a king. Talk to my son, my third son. So what do you think of a king? I think about waking up when I want to wake up. He wakes up when he wants to wake up. Okay, what else? He gets food in his bed. Right? Makes sense. From the movies, there's a fan on the side. Right? That's, that's a king. Who's David Amelech? Chatzot Laila Kumlo Dotla. I wake up in the middle of the night. What? You break tefillah. Kidamti ben Neshef ba'ashavah lidvarecha. Kidmu enay ashmot asech menetach. The Gemara in Brachot says he woke up every shishin neshamot, every sixty breaths. David Amelach woke up for what? For tefillah, for Torah, for chesed. It said that he was matil isha lebaala. He was dealing with nida cases between a husband and a wife to make sure they could be together. He was dealing with chesed. He was dealing with Amisel. He was dealing with writing to Yilim. He was dealing with Torah. That's a Melech. That's a Melech of Amisel. That's who we are. You know, there's a story of an Admor, an old uh, Hasidish Admor, Rabbi, who came into the Beit Midrash on a wintry day in the middle of Tibet. And he says to everybody who walks in, says to everybody that he walks up to every person, Shana Tova, Mutuka, Shana Tova, Tiva Vechat Yuma Tova, walks to every town and What's going on? Nobody understands. What are you doing? He says, you don't know? Today's January 1st. Yeah. And they think he's really crazy. He's really lost it. <laughs> Rabbi, do you know what January 1st is? You're saying not only Shana Tova in the middle of Tibet, you're saying on January 1st? Maybe thought he's lost it. He said, listen, I want you to understand, today Hashem is watching how they're bringing in a new year. This one passed out drunken. That one passed out from how much he ate last night. This one was dancing with no purpose or meaning. Mikam Chayisar. Today we show Hashem, we remind Hashem, Mikam Chayisar. What's the difference? We want Hashem to see what Rosh Hashanah is. How we bring in with tshuva, with tefillah, with tzedakah. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. That's how we begin a year. The, um, a, big, a big emphasis in 
Rosh Hashanah's upcoming parashat is the mitzvah of Bikurim. What's the mitzvah of Bikurim? Bikur comes from Bachol, right? Bikur is the first fruits, correct? So again, you have this gardener, the poor gardener, and he works so hard. And he harvested and he plowed and he's the soil and it did everything. Finally, he's got this first fruit. What does he do? He ties a little ribbon around it. It's for Hashem. It's the first. That's how we begin. The first is for Hashem. But let's look at the Pasuk for a second and understand the mitzvah of Bikurim. It's on the top of the second page. This is the second side. Ve'ata. Hine veti et rashit priya adama. Hashem ratata li. Hashem minachto lifnei Hashem lokecha. And now, I'm bringing my first fruits, my labor, my land, that you, Hashem, gave me, which is why it's really yours, and we're going to bring it before Hashem, we're going to give it. And then what do we do? And we bow down before Hashem. So the whole purpose of the Haba'at Bikurim is so that we could go up and be Mishtachavel Hashem. Is a, a fascinating idea. What is the, 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 the idea of being Mishtachave before Hashem? Yeah, what's, what's, what's the big mess? I'm going all the way up. I can do a lane right home and I'll bow down. I show allegiance every morning. I can do it where I am. What's the depth? It's for sure it's allegiance. And for sure it's, it's a lot of... But, but, you know, we have, in, in these days, we're going to have a lot of extra musafs. Right? We know that all too well. We have a lot of extra musafs. We have, we have two on Rosh Hashanah, one on Yom Kippur, eight on Sukkot. That's 11 extra musafs. A lot of, what do we say in musaf? Did I put that pasuke? What do we say in musaf? Ya'aleinu besimcha le'alzeinu. Why? Mishtachavot. Bechal kutchachah. Or also on Rosh Hashanah, what do we say? Uvawa of Dim Be'eretz Ashur, Ve'ishtachavura Hashem Be'har HaKodesh. And you know that song, right? All these, where's the first time in the Torah we saw somebody bow down? What's the first time anybody bows down in the Torah? It's a good Chidon question. First time, we actually read this story on Rosh Hashanah. It's an Akedat Yitzchak. Abraham is walking up with whom? Who's with him? Abraham has Yitzchak and who else is with him? Eliezer and Ishmael. They're walking up and what does he say then to the, to the two of them? Do you see what's ahead of you? You don't see it? Shvu lachem po ima chamo v'ani v'anar nelcha adko v'nishtachave v'nashu v'nachav We're going up there to do what? Me and myself, we're going to to be We're going to bow down, and then we're going to come back to you guys. It's it's a it's a very powerful thing you see even on, on Yom Kippur today. What's like as a kid, as an adult? What's my like most meaningful part of the davening? Different. I know people we bow down differently, right? We get I assume you we all do this, right? We all get to the ground. There's one time a year where we do it like they did in the Beit HaMikdash. We get on all four and we do a proper bowing down, a proper shtachavir. We get all the way down. We relive the moment, what it meant to be the Kohen Gadol and the Seder Avodah. 
What does that mean? Sorry? We could sing about it. We could sing. Yeah. So what is what is that what is that that whole concept, the Shtachabiyah, the bow down? So if Cook writes that you wake up in the morning and the first part of you that wakes up is your goof. Says, no, I'm hungry. Feed me. No, there's work to do. He wakes up, he's talking. It's a lot. No, come on, I need to get dressed. What am I going to wear today? Let's think about how I'm going to dress today. Those are the first things, and they all need to happen. It's a lot of questions. So what am I saying? What's my response? Okay. One minute. There's something that comes before you. We're going to feed you. We're going to, we're going to get dressed. There's something that comes before. I need a perspective. Maybe. Right? There's something that comes before it, and, and it's my... It's, it's a check to my ego as well. Right? That's true as well by, 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 by me and the way that I think about myself in terms of my social status, my social standing, my standing in my workplace. Right? What comes first? How do I think about things in terms of myself and respect to the world? Who comes first? So the material side, the physical side, is, is right in my face. I'm waking up. The goof and the neshama are at odds. Right? We, we put an emphasis on saying, the next thing is, we keep emphasizing, what's the ikar of a Jew? The neshama. Then comes the goof. But the goof wants to be, the rosh, she wants to be first. And so there's that internal struggle. That first ishtachaviyah is that idea, I'm, I'm, I'm constricting myself, I'm bringing myself, and, and to somewhat, in some degree, servitude towards Hashem and he needs kofet right what's the whole what happened with Abraham he goes up after he goes up does the Ishtachaviyah what does he do he has to bring his, his child as a sacrifice we know the story very well he reaches that pinnacle he's at the top and then Hashem says Atayadati Kiyarelokim I now know you are Yerelokim does it get any better than that Hashem himself is coming out and calling you a Yerelokim if it was me, I'd pull a George Costanza, I'm out of here. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. I'm not getting higher than this, right? That's, that's what I would do. What could, what could be better? No, Abraham, he doesn't even hear it. He says, I need to do something here. I came here, I have all this pent-up energy towards an Akedah, towards being Mishlachabet to you. What does he see? An ayel. What does he see? A shofar. What is the halacha of the shofar? Kafuf. Mishtachaveh. He sees an opportunity, he sees the depth of the ayal, he sees the humility, he sees the hachna'a, he sees all of it. He says, oh, I found something. I need to be matriv myself. I need to come towards you, Hashem. I need to make you my king. I can't just walk away now with nothing. You can't tell me to walk away with nothing right now. I need something. Oh, the ayal. You look at the Gemara, it tells you that all these halachot, it has to be from an ayal and not another animal, but it also has to be kafuf. What happens if I have an ayal and another animal, and one of them's kafuf, one is not? No, you go with a kafuf. That's more important than any animal. The most important thing about a shofar is it's got to be bent. It's got to be bent. That's built into the chuba. It's built into the whole message. you got to be bent. you got to understand where you are. That's the whole message to Hashem. I start off my day bent. Oh, what a day I'm going to have. That's a day of being an Eved Hashem. That's a day of focus. That's a day of meaning. That's a day where my aspirations, my, my beliefs, my, my future, my progress are in front of me. 
We have to think about how we can elevate these days. The Machzor focuses a lot on that. You see all the words Everything is about Hashem. There's no, there's no personal requests. It's all about Lecha. Everything is directed, all the words are directed towards Hashem. He's our King. We want to elevate these days, these weeks, the year. We have to think about this Minagim. Among the list of Minagim we started with, some people take on, on these days I'm going to take a little more Kashrut. On these days I'm going to be a little more careful of what comes out of my mouth. This is Am Yisrael. For us, a new year is a celebration of what could be. It's a celebration of what my aspirations are. It's an aspiration, it's a belief in myself that through my words, I can actually change realities. The quick asks a very powerful question. He says this on the words of Shem Sfatai Tita. Shem Sfatai Tita are very powerful words. The Gemara in Masechet Rachot has uh, asked a very good question. You know, we're, not, we're never allowed to talk in Dabin. Never allowed to talk, right? Everybody says it. You walk into Shul, what's the first time you see? Don't talk, right? But there's few parts that you really shouldn't talk. What's the ultimate? What's like the most important time not to talk? Amidad? A little bit more than that. What's right before Amidad? Shema, right? From Shema to Shmona to Amidah, that is the most important time not to talk. It's called Smichat Geulah Lutzfirah. Shema is Geulah Lutzfirah. It's a halacha. From Shema to Shmona like... So then the Gemara asks, hold on a second. You're not supposed to talk from Shema to Shmona Then why did you rabbis put in a bunch of paragraphs in between? You're making us talk, right? Would you? So then the Gemara goes and says, this is really an extension of Shema, this is an extension of Shema Nasser, and the whole thing. But what doesn't it deal with? The six words before Shema Nasser. Hashem And so the rabbis are forced to, to give their perushim, their hamdha. So, so you have the Abarbanel, this is a powerful thing. It says, Hashem Sfatai Tiftach is me, I'm recognizing it, I'm saying to Hashem, Hashem, only you can even open up my mouth. So it, it's supposed to induce for me a sign of humility. Even my davening too, even my tefillah, even my bakashan, that's all from you too. Okay, so it puts me in a, in a very humble place before I begin to daven. Okay, that's a nice idea. Then Vilnagon has an even more powerful idea, at least in my opinion. He says, Hashem Sfatai Tiftach, Safa can mean a few things. What is Safa? Language. Language. What's another definition? Give me another translation. What's On the, the bank of the river, the Mechitza, right? To Mechitza. Says the Vilnago, listen to this. Hashem Sfatai Tiftach, Hashem, break open the Sfatai, the Mechitza, that I've built between you and me. I haven't necessarily carried my weight in this relationship. I've cut some corners. I've, I've not necessarily held my part in the deal. Hashem, I can't turn to you, I can't talk. I, I don't have... Please, Hashem, please break open those mechitzot that I've built. I admit, I built them. Will you open up those mechitzot? Hashem, and then my fear gives them another powerful idea. The cook says something also beautiful. He says, you think about Dibur. Think about Yom Kippur for a second. Right? It's supposed to be the, the holiest. Shabbat Shabbaton, Kodesh HaKodeshim. Right? It's the top, top, top day. You think I have to do tshuva now for a whole year's worth of things. It's a long list. Like my list is long. It's a long. What, what should I do? You don't think I... Maybe I do some mitzvot. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe some chesed. Do something. What do we do all day? We're sitting in a room. We're talking all day. We do nothing. You sit down. You talk. Well, you go out. Go get tzedakah. Go, go feed someone. Go something. Fix your, your actions. No, what do we do? We sit. And we talk. And we use our dibul. Because Hashem says there's something about dibul that I created in the world. You know, in fact, I created the world. How? Dibul. He chose to create the world through words. We don't, we don't think about that. So says Rav Kook, there's two types of speech in the world. You hear this? There's Dibu HaMeta'el and Dibu HaYotzel. There is Dibu HaMeta'el, which means descriptive speech. How was your summer? It was beautiful. How was the beach? It was beautiful. How did that taste? It tasted and there's dibu hayotzel, creative speech. I have the ability to create. He says, when I daven, do I believe that I have the koach for dibu hayotzel? Do I believe when I'm davening that I'm metael, that I'm simply describing Hashem gives some refuah to this one? Or do I have the ability, do I have the koach to change? And he brings many proofs. Yoshua telling the sun to stop. Don't. How do you do that? Megillah Esther, maybe the best example. What happened to Megillah Esther? Where does, we know that this whole story of the Megillah has a turning point, right? There's a turning point. Suddenly everything goes back on the other side. There's a lot of opinions where exactly that turning point is. One of the opinions is when Estelle goes and approaches Achashverosh, remember, uninvited. The Pasuk says, the Perik, the first Pasuk says, Vayhi, Bayom Hashlishi, third day. Who cares the day is? Third day of what? What is it the third day of? The Tzom. Yeah, the fast. The Tzom. Why is that so important to me, the was? How do you look after a fast? How do you look at the Nefeshika? Not as good as my wife. That's never the case. Right. I don't know about you guys. I don't look so good at the end of the fast. And that's one day. That's one day. She's on her third day. That's when she thinks to go to Achashverosh? You would think the Malka, she wants to find favor in his eyes. She wants to find a little kombina, a little... She does it in the beginning. You think she put on some makeup. No, 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 no. It says of Chaim David Valley. Davka. She's the one who told all of Israel, right now, fasting, three days, on Pesach, no matzah. The base didn't try to come against us. So what are you crazy? You're not eating matzah? The are not eating matzah? The only time in our entire Jewish history we didn't have matzah on Pesach. On the first night. Mordechai himself was against us. She said, Tipshim, you're fools. You're going to have one Pesach matzah and you're not going to have a whole future of matzah? He said, you're right. We fasted for three days because of Esther. And she wanted them to know, God forbid should you think. God forbid should you even have 1% doubt. But this is because of me, my looks, my beauty. She waited till the end of the third day, when nobody had any doubt that it wasn't her best day. <laughs> and she goes to Achashosh, she says, you know, why the, 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 you know why this is changing right now? Because the Pasuk before. Because of Tzom. Because of Tzirah. Because of Zahakah. Because Amisah was crying and screaming. And you have the Koach to change. You have the koach to create. You have the koach to go into Rosh Hashanah, Rosh, the Rishon, to start, Shana Milshon Shinui. You can change. 
You have to believe that you have the cough to change. You have to believe that the new beginnings happen. You don't believe in that. That's, that's the end. That's the beginning of the end. Sof ma'aseh machshavat chira. The koch is all in the beginning. Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem. Should be machel to us and to all of Amisar. We should start the year with a lot of bracha, a lot of atzacha. We should have a koch when we start our days, when we start our weeks, when we start our years. To think about others. You know, there's a famous Rosh Yeshiva, as a teller, Nesan Tzvi Finkel. He was the Rosh Yeshiva of the Mir Yeshiva. Ida Crown graduate. And they asked him about that he had very heavy Parkinson's at the end of his life. Very, very heavy. Couldn't even understand it. And they asked him in one of his last Rosh Hashanahs, said, Rebbe, give us what to think about. What should we have Kavana about? We need something. What did he look at them? He said two words, like this, two words. Someone else. That's it. That's everything. Be bigger than yourself. Don't only think about our ourselves, our egos, our needs, our wants. Be bigger. Create something bigger. Be part of Am Yisrael. Think about what's going on in the world. Think about one of my friends had the most beautiful thing. He used to look back at old friends of his, old yearbooks. You pick one person he hasn't seen in 20 years, he doesn't know where he is. He's like, I'm going to daven for him. This is I'm going to daven for him. I'm going to take something on. I'm going to think about another person. I'm going to be mitzvoded on that person. I'm going, to think, I'm going to think about more people. Whatever it is, you should have the koach, be mishaneh, eni gzaldin, mimrira lemtika, mikhashicha leora, bezat Hashem, bring the Mashiach to the king, bimrabe. Amen. 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 Amen.